Hi, and welcome to the 133rd edition of the Keen Minds podcast, where we cover NBC's The Blacklist. This is Season 9, Episode 4, The Avenging Angel. I'm Jen, a.k.a. Takata Saigo. And I am Tessa. How did you like it? I actually liked it a lot. I liked this one a lot better. Yeah, I I actually liked it. Uh, period. Um, I I it felt like we were back. I started to sense I it has a lot of parallels. It had um, you know, like taking pieces of things and like moving like a prison, uh, gyrating and catching different faucets. Um, everybody looked a, felt a little more the same. Uh, so there wasn't very jarring things. Um, so it, it was all in all, I actually enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I did for the most part. Um, I still felt like there was some stiff dialogue in there, which I think we're beyond that. We should not be having that in the show in the ninth season with a very good team of writers. Um, but that is what it is, apparently. I guess we just have to get used to that now. But overall, I, I actually have a list. Because the Blacklister reminded me, one, the Blacklister felt much, the, the last several episodes that, that have been in season nine, I have felt like the Blacklister had potential and that they didn't quite reach it. This one, I felt like it was spot on. Like they had a great Blacklister and the Blacklister story was interesting. Mm-hmm. It, hit, it hit all the, the nails on the head there. And I think part of that for me was what you just said. It was a bit like a prism that you're looking at and you're going, oh, well, that reminds me of the judge. Oh, that reminds me of the deer hunter. Oh, it's totally Vanessa Cruz. Lady Luck. And you had the heart transplant like James Covington. It just, there were all sorts of and things. And the endling. Yeah, the endling. The sinner that is a saint. Yep. And um, there were just all sorts of little, little pieces in there. I'm like, okay. And I actually went back and looked through a list of old blacklist episodes to make sure I didn't totally miss I had more blacklisters that reminded me of than I thought about mm-hmm. um, and it just it made me nostalgic for old school blacklist <laughs> but all in all it was it's kind of nice to have that because the blacklist has always that's been one of its strengths over the years is being able to pull from the threads that it's it's set up Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, some people will say, oh, it's getting repetitive, but they've always had a talent in being able to set it up so that it's a nod towards it. So it's, it's working not into quite a theme. the same. It's never exactly. the same situation. Yeah. There's always a an element. And this time, the element that it's not like the rest is also one from another set. So it's like you, now you're taking different prisons and you're putting them together and you're being gyrating them at different speeds. And now suddenly you start seeing facets of one and the other and this story and this story and they're starting to like converge into something. And I'm getting the very same strong feeling as I, as I had in season one before Liz figures out that all of them are connected somehow. We just don't see how yet. Yeah, it's um, it's very interesting. Um, I, I do have, before we get into the characters and what we've seen and all of that, I do have one question, and I'll see if you have any theories on this. It's not necessarily plot-driven theories, but just in general. Typically, not only with the Blacklist, but just in shows in general, you will have, you know, next week on the blacklist or what have you, and you have previews, you know. We used 20, to have them. 20, 30 seconds of it. We don't have them anymore. They have given up the preview slot to other shows on NBC, which presumably have their own time slot that they can do their own damn previews on, but they've got this one tiny clip that they repeat all over and over. Yes, exactly. Any any thoughts? I can't re. I mean, it 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 got my attention because it's not that they don't have the time because they put that little clip and they repeat it. And that clip could have been a clip for next week. 
yet they don't do this. Yeah. Um, it, but I don't watch any other network shows, so I can't really tell if that's something they're doing for all of them or if it's just the blacklist. Yeah, I'm not watching anything else live, and so that's part of it. Um, yeah, it's very discombobulating because um, you feel that, I guess at this point, whoever is going to turn on for it is going to turn on for it, no matter what they <laughs> said. But you suckers are locked in for yeah. life. We have you. Exactly. <laughs> Your ratings apparently speak differently, but that's you know. Yeah. Um, so I I don't know that that I have an answer for you, but it's bizarre. Yeah, it's okay. At least I'm not the only one with that sort of reaction. No, no, no. I think there's a lot of people contemplating the same. And according to whatever their lean is, you know, the the, the station suck, the writers suck, the actors suck, uh, everything suck, the world sucks, or whatever. Depending I mean, to be fair, the world does suck lately. Yeah. <laughs> it goes for that. It's X fault or everybody's fault or something. It's bizarre. Yeah. Maybe what they're trying to get at is having us all ask questions. Sometimes the the true answer is the simplest. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a marketing tool that's not costing them anything extra to put it together. Or maybe they're maybe they just have such a limited budget budget that they don't want to spend it on a preview. I don't know. It's bizarre. Yeah, because it's, it's already it's filmed, and making the previews only taking parts and cutting for the together. Uh, I mean, it it does take quite a bit, and they would, I would assume, have editors that would do that. But I don't think it would. I mean, they're already editing all of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, they're already editing all of it. Sorry for those that are going to hear the unedited laughter right now. My cat is after my <laughs> my um, computer wires. He's, yeah. he's having a great it. time. <laughs> oh, he's having a ball. Um, I can't get him to stop them. Anyway, um, oh, and there he is, folks, mm-hmm. in case you heard him. Um, there's Ray. Ray would like to say hello. Um, anyway, but I, I wouldn't think it would take a whole lot more to clip it together, but maybe it would. Um, I, yeah. I really don't know. I'm not an editor. I'll, I'll ask. I've got some friends that do some editing. I'll ask them if they know. But so let's start with the, with the blacklister. Do you want to? Yeah, let's. I mean, the blacklister was her, fascinating. Her. I, I thought she was great. Like I said, it, it was reminiscent of other blacklisters we've seen. Very let's, interesting. Let's talk about that because that's the most. You know, this time this blacklister had meat on them she i mean she was great she was known to read by something that happened in in brug and she was not only known but at one point he approved of her and it seems like that viewpoint really switched uh between the last time he had a run-in with her which is where you know he was looking for the the mm-hmm. painting when Dimbe was with him, so before whatever happened. Do you happened think that what, what Red was doing was atoning for that by giving this case? Because he had no interest in the case. The case gave him nothing that we, yeah, that we maybe. know. So it was it in an approach to, to Red about uh, uh, Red presenting this case in order to kind of right a wrong or something that Denver perceive as being a wrong? That's a possibility, because Denbe did make the comment when Red said, well, I came back for Agnes. Denbe said, no, you came back for me. It's like, I'm glad he's calling him on his on his crap. Mm. But... I don't know that he's crap, or it's just like he's he doesn't want to be seen as sentimental. He's just, you know... I mean, like, I the, mean, he's... The toffee. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. Agnes. And then he's like, stop it. I know it. Yeah. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> you forget I've known you since I was 14. Yeah. Um, and so I, I don't know. Maybe that's what it was, tracking her down. But did he really need all that help tracking her down? I, I don't know. 
That's exactly what I think that he was involved in it. And, but I mean, it was, it was so interesting to me because of, of all the, the cases that they've had, this one to me feels probably the one with most parallels to most things we have seen. This was a total parallel fest. Um, you know, we, we have, we have the endling. And this woman had, uh, she got pregnant. They basically took her in, kept her a prisoner. When she had the child, they had her give up the child. So this is yet another facet in women either forced to have children they don't want to have or having children and then having the children taken from them. Um, or having children for objectives uh, other than because they want them. Women and children. Yes, it's it's the but it's also that thing about it, it reminded me of um, uh, of so many other blacklisters, uh, including um, and she was a, a very young girl, so that reminded me of of uh, Ana Gracia Duarte too. You know, married very young. This girl got pregnant, so the parents just shoved her in a in a convent and had her had the child, and then gave the child away. It's it it just remind me too of, of with a case. I mean, she had the case of the heart that was very reminiscent of um, Dr. James Covington, but also of the endling that needed a heart, and in that case. Red trusted the endling to kill herself instead of killing all these other innocent people to put their heart in her son. This time he just killed her to put the heart in there. Well, it's because I, sorry, I'm still battling the cat. Um, it's, um, I, I think part of it is the endling had a very personal connection with the individual who was her son, her strange mm-hmm. son. That's why she was willing to die for it. There was that mother-son bond there. For this woman, she she was not, this was not a path to find her child or to right a wrong in her own past. She was trying to fill a hole that could never be filled. And she felt, it goes back to, I think, um, when you when you start on a path of vengeance, take two graves. Mm-hmm. And she, for her, she was on a path of vengeance. Maybe not the people that wronged her, but she's trying to fill that grave that she's about to fall into with with the bodies of the people that she thinks have wronged someone else that mm-hmm. she took on her worst day. And so that's she's only prolonging her own death, I think, in that case. Uh, you know, if we're following down the the vengeance, yeah, process. Well, in, 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 a, in many ways, it reminded me a bit of the, of the, um, oh my God, I'm blanking. Are you looking for a name? Are you looking for Yeah, the yeah, for the blacklister, the debt collector. The debt oh, collector okay. was very much like that, except he did it for money. You know, yeah. he found out that he liked doing it and he was doing it. This woman was a bit more like the crazy person doing it because oh, out of conviction, it reminded me a little bit too of the them being used yeah. to do something, except that she wasn't using to do something. But she was, and Dimbe pointed that out. He said that she was preying on people suffering mm-hmm. in prison. In you order to, you hear me? You, yeah, I hear you fine. Okay, uh, that she was preying on people suffering, and so she was because, I mean, if you think about it. From from what we know about the guy who was in congestive heart failure, she kidnapped, could have given a heart attack, or, you know, could have done that poor guy. Yeah. Who, who had been denied a heart. And she was, instead of saying, this is what happened, would you like this man's heart? She was going to force him to watch her kill a man and give him. Which could have given him a heart attack, too. Yeah, it could have. And, 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 I've and he could have said, I don't want this heart. I don't want it. I mean, he was saying Exactly. She never gave heart. him the choice. She never gave him the choice. She assumed that her morality that she was living by 
which I really think was more of a, it's almost, do, do you know those folks that, um, that get very totalitarian in their religion? And it becomes, not only am I going to live this way, but I think everybody needs to live this way. And I am going to put down the judgment upon you mm-hmm. if you don't. And I'm not saying the Yeah, it's Felix. Hey, it's, it's monsters. Yeah. Yes, exactly. it, they they become the monsters by giving these people, and I thought it they was very interesting. Fathom. Yeah, that Red was pointing out, and also to to Cooper about not judging people by the worst day, but but the rest of the days, and saying, yeah, well, this guy also is 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 healing children in, in a hospital where children have been saved every day, which was a very good back to James Covington, who was doing all the bad things he was doing because he was saving children. So what was the quote from season three um, about the world the children save? Um, it's often the, the, the world that the, the children that the, the world tries to destroy then end up saving the world. Yeah, this like is that. this is a bit of a flip with with actually saving the children, which we've talked about. And good saving the I children hope, is one of the biggest. I I hope that. Sorry, I just had a thought, and I'm really hoping I'm right on it because <laughs> I've been so angry about Red just full force inserting himself back into Agnes's life. I mean, to the point that you're like, my sir, do you not remember what you did to, to Liz? Um, why are you trying to repeat this again? And I hope what we will see, if this becomes a pattern of, you know, choices made to actually protect children versus forcing the children to grow up and protect the world, uh, which is what we saw with Liz and Tom both, that it would be nice if Red finally took a step back and said, this Well, you, you seem to think that, that for Agnes, her best chances would be to grow up not knowing anything about her parents. No, no. No, that's inaccurate. I think her best chance is not knowing Raymond Reddington. I think he needs to stay out well, of that. Well, that, but you're not a fan of Red. I think that that is exactly what they try to do to Liz. And eventually, one way or another... Red inserted himself it. into her life. Yes, would it? But that's the question. When would she have been safer without him doing anything about it? I, I don't I want mean, to get too deep into this because we, we've gone over this multiple times. Yeah, but, but, but it's pertinent in this, it is. In this that's, particular. That's why I would like to say it is because the, there was nothing barreling down on her at the time. He could have left Tom in. He could have never hired Tom to begin with. Yeah, that's hubris. He should have recognized that Tom was a better asset than an enemy and find a way to, for Tom to tell Liz who Tom was and that way bring her in without all that. But he didn't do that because he got upset. That would have been um, very sorry. I've never thought about that route. That would have been interesting. Yeah, it would have been the normal thing. It would have been. It would have been what what a what a what a a, a chess player would have done. But Brad, in that case, the emotions got him down. You know, he never imagined that that he would fall in love with her and get involved. And that that is the key for me is that he his emotions blind him so badly. Even if Agnes is his granddaughter, which I, I still stand by that I think that she is. And so it's one of those. Do you have a right to this? Maybe just because you can doesn't mean you should. Well, but but my point was, was this really safe or the moment that Liz? left that little protected world that she was living in and, be, and came into, into Washington, D.C., into the FBI, was that going to put her into a direct line of trouble because she looked like her mother? Eh. 
I don't know. I mean, people look like other people all the time. I I, I think that's a stretch, personally. Yeah, but she has a mark. I think they're taking a leap. She has a mark in her wrist. She's but people marked. didn't know that mark. People didn't know that mark. Well, they knew about the fire and the girl. Peter Kutiopoulos yeah, did. But plenty of people have fire burns. So, I mean, yes. that's... But, it, but it could have. It could they have. They put that, her that with the, that with that mark for a reason, and he marked her. Okay, fine. Just for the sake of argument, let's say yes, something terrible would have happened because Peter would have seen her and been like, "Oh, I imagine this girl with a burn is absolutely Katarina Stopa's daughter." Let's say that for the sake of argument. Agnes doesn't have a burn. Agnes doesn't have a link. It's Agnes has her name. She's not hidden. She's not hidden. She's right there. But and Liz is that, gone. And why? why would anybody go after her? Because Katerina Rostova is still not found. Because even though... Then why was the thing? watching her for the last two years? Suddenly, he caught a whiff of her and went, Oh, I forgot. I have a granddaughter. I should be watching her. I would like to be in her life now. I don't think that he was not, not watching her. Or not having her watch, he was a, he was aware of a lot of things. He was aware of Park's little side business. Uh, was but then suddenly he wanted to be in her life. It's, we're not going to agree on this, and that's fine. We'll, we'll see as time goes on. But I personally, I hope that that we're going to see a place where Red chooses her, not himself. Because right now, I think he's choosing himself. Well, that's just, that's but you're not a fan of Red. You don't, you don't have to agree with it. I, it doesn't matter if I'm a fan of Red or not. I can still have a, an opinion on the subject. Of course. Opinions are yeah. important. But that's all one, we do on this show is opinions. <laughs> so one thing that was very interesting in this so is we have all this kind of um, – Parallels with the with the the I mean we got James Covington we got the Endling we got the Heart but not only then how he find it with that picture he used this painting again use a painting as a as a um, decoy or a lure to get just like he did with Grace and Blaze yeah with the 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 Sea in Galilee. Um, uh, and he also used, I believe he used the Sea of Galilee in season one when he first got it as a bargaining chip of sorts. Um, no, he was just selling it. Okay. And Liz happened to see it and he he was getting his payment through the port and the payment wasn't arriving. And is the point okay. where Gina Sanitakos uh, is, is that's in Gina Sanitakos and that's how they get to that which brings us to a ginormous coincidence too with a whole with another story there uh, with with Cooper I liked it so I came in about 10 minutes after the show started and I, I cut cable when I moved out here so I don't have the option of rewinding it back to the beginning so I started in 10 minutes late and went, eh, I'll do a rewatch tomorrow. That's fine. Now I'll, I'll catch up on the first 10 minutes. I thought, having seen what I was seeing 10 minutes in and on, that Cooper thought Charlene had shot the man. That was the way I was reading it because I hadn't seen him waking up in the garage oh. and all that. And so when I, when I started the, the rewatch, the include. So I went, oh, this is so much better. Like, because yeah. that opens up a whole can of questions of who drugged well, him. Did you get did, did you get the 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 parallel to wrestler waking up in uh, with uh, Doctor Krilov uh, with a gun in the car and not knowing and thinking that something had happened that didn't happen? I I was actually seeing more parallels, and they were a little less a uh, little less direct than that one, so I feel kind of bad that I didn't <laughs> notice that one. But um, Liz chasing down the... Um, and again, this is because I, I was thinking it was Charlene. Um, I was like, how did she get mixed up in that? Um, 
I was seeing parallels with with Tom in season one with the yes, Tom and Jean and Gina. I mean, there it is. It's like Tom is like it was Tom's gun, but he wasn't stupid. He would have got rid of the gun if, the, if he knew the gun had been used in that in in that manner to kill someone. But he had, didn't have his prints. He has Gina's prints in a casing. So it all felt to me like, and then it's, it's Liz finding the gun, running the ballistic test with nobody knowing, using these back channels here and there. Um, it, it felt very, very much like, oh my God, this is getting exciting. And the same thing with that murder that nobody knows who, who really killed. Because we never even learned who killed Victor Falking. He was just this, this Russian who was coming in with information about a mole in the FBI, in, in the CIA, and coming to the, and somebody killed him, obviously, so he wouldn't say who the mole was. And that involved now Panna Baker, who has a lot of things with being the mole and having a lot more involvement than we even know. Then we had the, the scene that Red had the other day, which he came in and it looks a little bit like the scene with Diane Fowler. So you're bringing in all these parallels. It was a deep, it, it was a parallel heavy episode for sure. And I do wonder, and here I'll pose the question to you. Do you think Aram knows? Aram what? knows something. He's yeah, wearing because, a lot of plaid. Well, he, <laughs> he, um, he wears a lot of plaid in general, but, um, he, he overheard who the friend was. We know that because he overheard that it was for his eyes only. Mm-hmm. And so we know that he knows who the friend was. And Abram was the one that realized he was sleeping in his office back in mm-hmm. season two. Yeah. Season two, three. Yeah, we, we only have, and then it's the thing is, who could have known about that? We had Abram could have known that. Karakurt, because he was in the back of, of the car with Tom when Charlene and, and Cooper were bickering about it. Uh, Tom, who seems to be dead, um, and um, Solomon, because Solomon found them in the thing. And if Solomon knew, Solomon's employers would know, which are the Cabal and Scotty Hargrave. Mm-hmm. So all of those people could have known about this, and I suspect it's the Cabal. I think that's how we're going to start. And I got such a whiff, too, of when they were trying to use a tumor to manipulate Cooper. This time it's a little more, okay, so you, we're going to implicate you in a murder. And that's going to be how we control them. Yeah. I mean, it was um, it was Charlene who leaked evidence, I believe, in season two when they were using using that um but it's i would love for it to be the cabal everybody that has listened to us for any length of time knows that if there's one thing jen wants back it's the cabal i don't even want tom back anymore they'll ruin him like just at this point leave the keens alone um (laughs) let them rest in peace (laughs) after what they did with liz (laughs) i just will imagine they're on a beach somewhere um but the cabal, I would love to see come back around. I would love to see, would love to see that not be dropped. Because as it stands today, I just, mm-hmm. I get so frustrated thinking about them dropping the cabal. But they, they were just the tag of this, of this thing, not the tag, but it was like there is a mysterious conspiracy, global conspiracy. So you know the cabal is coming back. I, and I now thought we're getting so for a long this. time. I, I thought so for a long time, but. Uh, I've also burned multiple times thinking they're coming back around. So at this point, I'm, I'm hesitant to jump on the bandwagon, but I would love for it to be. I, yeah, I I'm, so. I'm getting excited. Now, I have yet another parallel for you. I so do love parallels. Red, Red is, seems to be involved with, with both sisters, the witch and the bodyguard. You think he's sleeping with both of them? I I mean, we just seem certainly very protective of him, and he was being very, um, uh, yeah, he's very handsy with the with the yes with uh, other sister. I can't remember her name. Search the name. Mercy, Mercy, Mercy. She yeah, was she's 
she's odd. Like she very did not odd. Seem to like Hetty, she yeah. did not seem to like where they were. But it's not home. Okay, honey. Like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> she um, just, I I get the impression. I don't trust either of them. I really don't. And I don't I don't foresee that changing anytime soon. Well, I definitely like now Weecha a lot more, especially since she has the two throwing knives and two guns I, in the back holster. I like watching her fight. Does that count? I think she has some really badass fight scenes, and, like, the actress is phenomenal. Like, I have nothing against the actress or the... I just don't trust them. And I don't know... I, I think it's the fact that they seem to be positioned to keep everybody at an arm's length. So you have Dembay, who's circled back around, and he tried to extend an olive branch of sorts to Weecha, and Weecha shut him down hard, just instantly. Dembe oh, I don't said, think that was an olive branch. Oh, I thought it was. I think I he, was he was possessive. He was yeah, like, think, oh, no, no, he's he, mine. And, eh. and she's like, eh. I think he was trying. I think he was trying to form something. Um, it, it, it could be right either way. I, I will admit it could be right either way. But regardless, she shut him down hard. And then you had the... That the was other possessive. Sisters. It I was think, possessive. Yeah, she certainly was. So, and then you had this woman, you had the other sister today, or in this episode, who just, like, you could just see her almost twitching the fact that Hetty was in their space. She just didn't want her in there. She didn't want anything to do with her. She really did not seem to like her. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I, I, there is something, I'm always distrustful about characters who drop in this late in the game and then suddenly have this much power over another character. Mm -hmm. I feel like, and I could be wrong, but I feel like they met Red at his lowest point. It's almost like folks that are super desperate end up joining a cult. That's kind of the, the vibe I get from it, is that but, he, at his, he was at the scrape in the bottom, and they're the cult that he joined. So, but, 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 there is a, something interesting. If I'm right, and it's a big if, if I'm right, and, and Blonde Cat and Katharina were twin sisters, Red may have been sleeping with both of them. And now we got him sleeping with two sisters. Possibility, yeah. And also that thing about one of them being a witch, which is essentially a shaman, a sorceress, all ties back to Ulysses and the the the, the witches that kind of kept him apart. And I have this feeling. Remember that I told you last episode that I felt like. When Denbe became an agent, my first thing was, so this ties to Katerina. The second episode, I felt exactly the same thing. Third episode was even more more profound that I felt really Denbe becoming an FBI agent is tied to Katerina. So somebody's moving the pieces here. And it felt to me that in this episode that this this sorcerer, is keeping Red from going back into his 30-year uh, work. Mm -hmm. And that Dembe becoming an agent is somehow working in favor of that of that work, which is a noble endeavor. And in Ulysses, Ulysses we have a... That he, a couple of times he goes into this island and, and starts an affair with the, with the sorcerer or the or the queen, or whatever, and, and, and ends up kind of forgetting that he's supposed to be going back home. Uh, he gets enchanted, and he goes in there, or he's in a bad spot, and he gets, like, taken in by her, so that the is... Si I mean, the sirens, right? Yeah, there, there's a, no, the, the sirens wanted to drown them. This is the, oh, what is the names? One is Calliope, but what is the other name? Uh, oh. Circe, maybe? It's been a long time since I've read the Odyssey. Yeah. Circe probably is, I think, the name. So is that, yeah, it's a very long time. Uh, but, but it's it has just, to read for those that haven't, though. Just heads up. <laughs> yeah. It's just uh, a lot more of that, that, that hero's journey 
that he's trying to go back and he's trying to to forget about all these things and then he forgets. He gets tied up and he felt like, you know, it wasn't with Anne and he was not with this. And he seems like he keeps like forgetting about this and not wanting to continue, being tired, just wanting a normal life. And he's like the, the hero that must be prodded. And it feels like Dembe is prodding him. And now we still don't even know what happened in Brasilia, but Ripley but I am a tragedy. That, I'm glad that they touched on it, at least. I mean, I suppose it was only a matter of time until they did, because it was that gaping hole in our information. But at least they're starting down that path of, of breadcrumbs of information. And so I am very curious to know what happened. But... There was a very odd line in there, and I can't mm-hmm. tell if it was bad writing or if it was one of those things we need to stick a pin in. Um, because, I mean, James's lines tend to be pretty good, just because it's James. Uh, but th- when they were in there talking, Red says, you know, what the hell happened to us? Directly after they just had the conversation about, you know, at least in vague terms so that the audience didn't know, but they did, what happened in Brasilia. Mm-hmm. And so it was just an odd line. What the line is? I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, it was. Uh, he said, "You know, what the hell happened to us?" To to Dembe. So he must have been at a time where he wasn't too aware of what was going on, or in deep no. grief. No. Um. So they were talking, and Dembe made the comment. He, he referenced something. I don't even remember what he was referencing. Brasilia. Well, yeah, they they had just been talking about it and mm-hmm. the fact that they had had a split. And, like, Dembe's like, do you want to talk about it? <laughs> and um, and then they started talking about something else. He referenced something that, you know, he didn't used to, to think some way. And Red was like, what the hell happened to us? As if, you know, like, it's not that he doesn't know, but it's almost like they weren't just talking about the fact. And Red wasn't just saying, I don't want to talk about it. So that, that, that is an interesting line because that was about Red using, used to be, to agree with the Avenging Angel. And it was in a very way a it. vigilante and he was, you know, writing wrongs. Um, you know, like when he, he gives them how to find Gaia that is going to basically kill millions and millions and millions of people. Um, and, and then they talk about Brasilia, so it is almost like what happened in Brasilia was a, a, a change of what Dembe considered to be the right thing and what Red did. Somebody was floating a very interesting uh, circumstance. And by the way, the person who uh, who pointed out that the two sisters, Linda and Reddit, so kudos to her because I had not seen that. Um, somebody was also talking about, um, going by Neville Townsend, uh, about, oh, what I was going to say, forget about it. Okay. I don't know what I was going to say. I'm too tired. <laughs> the time change. Blame the time yeah, change. The time change is terrible. Uh, I will say, just in line before we move on from Red, the, 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 the daughter of the man who owned the, uh, the Van Gogh, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the uh the death metal Holocaust survivor, she was fantastic. She was great. I like and then her singing at the end, I'm I'm not a death metal fan, it's just not my jam, but like I would listen to that song on repeat. That was yeah. awesome. <laughs> I loved it. That voice was unbelievable. Yeah, that oh, was yeah. that was great. Um I was I very much, I mean, for not having a huge role, it was a nice call to those quirky sort of characters that Red always runs into. Yeah, and, and Red has been returning stolen paintings a lot. He returned one, supposedly, in the Russian knot. He returned one um, in, uh, in, um, in Hans Kohler. He's been, yeah. And it seems interesting to me that he had a, a few lines in which people recognize, but he doesn't say, I'm bringing my red into it. Somebody was talking about that. 
um, the other gen about is it is it like he's almost like not wanting to be Raymond Reddington anymore? He was uh, the god of death. Uh, then another point, somebody asked him. He said, "I am many things to many people." It was all like there were so many parallels. What do you think about the storyline, though? We haven't talked about that about uh, wrestler and the urine sample, the drugs, <laughs> and Alina now being sick. Um, I I wondered, would we not like? I have no idea what's checked for a drug check. No clue how deep they go with that, but. I mean, DNA is different between a man and a woman. So I'm wondering why it wouldn't show up. <laughs> you know, I guess because they were just testing for drugs or whatever. I don't, and that's what I'm saying. I have no idea how deep those tests go. No clue. And so I was just like, would you want to risk that? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, there wasn't a guy you could ask. I know, but exactly. didn't seem to have any friends. Yeah, that's true. Um, but most of his friends got killed by Makotanida and then... Yeah. And, uh, I mean, Park's the one that knows. So I, I, I guess I could see that. Um, but it was just like... <laughs> it was awkward. Um, unless, anyway. the, unless the sample wasn't hers and it's her husband. Yeah, I guess that's a possibility. Ooh, that would be interesting. But he's... Well, I mean, I guess that conversation could work as well, if it were her husband. Yeah. All that he asks is for a sample that is, yeah. he thinks is hers. But we don't know that it's hers. Maybe she thought, hey, maybe they will test for whatever, and they will find, you know, that it's a woman's. And we'll be like, ooh, this doesn't work. But maybe she <laughs> just got one of hers. And will that be something? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's interesting uh and so i guess that that was what it was wasn't i didn't have a chance to watch the tail end a second time but it was uh a tumor or something like that Mm -hmm. if if they're if they're catching that in the drug test then they i feel like they would know what the sex the person was Mm -hmm. so i mean i wonder if is if is the husband yeah, I'll have to go back and rewatch that scene to see if wrestler's response to her could also because it could have been off, you know, off camera. He said, "Hey, can I have? Can you get this from your husband?" <laughs> Which would make a whole lot more sense. And then you could have. I I do wonder, like, are we going to bring the guy in? Like, are we going to get to meet this guy? Oh, I suspect so. And he's not living long, or he's a bad guy. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what's going on, but it's, yeah. <laughs> but oh, I find watch, interesting I mean, they, that, that no, no sooner had Cooper go back to the task force when they again tried to control him. First it was by having, um, when they put uh, Mira in there, and then Mira is a... It, it's basically eyes and ears for for Peter and and Diane, and then they try with a tumor. But yeah. it is so interesting to me that as soon as he got involved again, there he goes. Now they have them with a murder. That's an interesting thought. Do you think maybe someone in there is trying to disrupt the task force, and so maybe they're saying, oh, yeah, there was something in the sample when there really wasn't? Wrestler wouldn't know. But there, maybe it could be as a way of, of controlling um, Yeah, like wrestler. a Yeah, yeah a, 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 a fake the Cooper. So they've got Cooper set up. And they're gonna they're gonna try to do something to wrestler. That could be interesting, and he knows it's not his. And maybe, uh, well, I mean, that would have been a very long game to set up. But maybe they'll go after the husband with uh, with Alina. Yeah, Um, but definitely there is something going on, and that brings. I think that to me that brings all to the cabal, and and there wasn't big parts for 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 most of them on this one. But definitely Aram was up to something. He knew something. 
I, I think he, I think he's very perceptive of Cooper. And I think that because he knew previously, I don't remember how much he knew from season three, but he was the one that, that first clocked the fact that Cooper was living out of his office. So he knew at least some of what was going on. I don't know if and, he knew the guy. And Rhett knew after he knew, which is interesting. Yeah. I, I have a feeling, and I've had it for quite a while, that we're going to have a big, big turn with Aram. Are we just going to find something about Aram that we have no idea? I don't know. I... I don't know. Um, we just had it last week. I, I feel like Park is much better teed up for a for a betrayal. I think she just has more to lose right now than Aram does. Aram just gave up the company. It's not like he's trying to straddle, you know, the mm-hmm. corporate and private sector, or the the private and and public sector, um, and so I I feel like like what would his motivation be to betray them? I don't think that there is one, uh, unless there's something that we just haven't been introduced to yet. But Park has a lot more on the line with when well when. Uh... When Liz found the fulcrum, Aram told her that he had not been able to read it. But in those times, it was this um, Aram's diary because he had, you know, he was in like in therapy and they, had, they were publishing that. And he has an entry there and I have it because they took it down, but I have it. Second thing about being an archivist that it seems like he really knew he had been able to read it and he just didn't tell Liz. Um, so I think I think that there may be more to Aram. You know, we had that back to the introduction to when Aram came on board. It's always seemed to me like we're just like picking up pieces. I don't and know we if did, this would be the last one. We did have a callback to Aram coming on board. I think it was last week where Bressler mm-hmm. was trying to give him the compliment. And so they, they did go out of their way to have a scene that was a callback to that. Yeah. Do you have anything else that you want to discuss? No, not really. I mean, it was, it was, I was like, I was actually very excited to see this line with Cooper. I was excited to see Charlene. Oh, I was so excited to see Charlene. I love her. Do you think that Charlene knows that, that, uh, or suspect that, that Cooper got drunk? Some people are saying that Cooper have a drinking problem. Uh, well, I mean, he so. just, he drinks a lot. I mean, you, you see him with a uh, glass of scotch quite a bit. I don't think he has a drinking problem. I think he drinks often. And so, like, it's, yeah. Do you think that she suspects that, that Cooper may have gone and killed him? Um, again, what would the motive be this, this many years later? But she's also a smart woman. She has to be questioning it. And I I would love to see that spin out with, with him going to her or her finding out or what have you and her being the one to go, what if someone's setting you up? Because she went through the whole cabal thing. Mm-hmm. And so she had experience with that. Yeah. And, and for her to be the like, stop, think, what if someone's setting you up? I would love to see that. And then, and then we, what we have, if that's the cabal, what we have is the cabal going after, after Cooper because he's involved with the task force. And also he has, custody of Agnes, which is a way, you know, so there is, I mean, Agnes was always in danger, no matter where he was or where she was or who was with her. Um, You know, it's almost revising again this Sam, because Sam is, Cooper is a new Sam. Yeah, that's accurate. I'd agree with that. It's all very interesting to me. I'm finally getting excited about about this season, um, and especially about Red Identity because he's been, you know, he's been asked a lot, and he's been giving all these questions. These answers are very, you know, bizarre. 
Yeah, I, I'm definitely burned out on Red's Identity. I don't care anymore. Um, I, I'm here for the others. It's it'll be um, interesting to see where they go. I, I was I was pleased to find a blacklister that that was that they went went the full gamut with it. Like she yeah, was relatable well- and and interesting and not flat. Although. I rewatched today um, from nine nine oh one to now. Just I did like, and I gotta say on on a binge, there are a lot better episodes. <laughs> um, I have not, and I probably will not. But that's just me, uh, and that's fine. Yeah, I just I just felt that they when I rewatched it, I got a lot more out of them. But I'm finding that I have a bit more faith that we're the ship will come to shore. I I'm on the line. Um I, I appreciated your your theory last week and I, I hope you're right because I'd like it to have have a useful ending instead of just let's see how far we can take this and then end in a fiery well (laughs) i predict that number two will be whatever name katharina is using these days yeah i was thinking about it today how bizarre it was that they wasted and it may be that they didn't waste um that they wasted the katarina rostova part one and part two essentially on blonde cats, but she was Katarina. Oh no 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 no! We're not gonna go back in there. No no. I might have to convince you again. It's I know, but but we're equating Katarina Rostova with Liz's mother, and maybe she was. Okay. Um. <laughs> Just because she was she was Katerina Rostova and and Liz's mother does not equate that she's the same Katerina. I mean, think about it's Lottie's cat. Lottie's cat is who yeah. we equate. Let's, let's just very quickly, very quickly there because that's important. I know Jen is like, please no. Well, she says she's Katerina. Red calls her Katerina to Dom and to Dembe. And the name that she hasn't been used is what? Katerina. I mean, she is Katerina Rostova. She's just not the Katerina Rostova that was recalling Red. And that's, that's what I meant was not Lottie's cat. And so, like, I know that she was a, a duplicate cat. And that, that goes, but we've already been down that road and we, we agree on that is that they are duplicate Katerinas. Yeah, they're two women who have the same name. Yeah. The, the, Occupy the the myth Identity. of Kater- yeah the, the myth of Katarina Rostova. But maybe that's, and one of them didn't know about the other. That was sure. Yeah, that seemed to be definitely. Blancat had no idea. Yep. About having another one. So I mean, it just um, and now we bring the sisters. It just seems like there to me feels like you know what maybe maybe this can. Can go a good, a good in a good direction, and it can I can get excited again. I hope so. I hope so. I'm going to be a little more hesitant than you, but I've just been burned too many times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, you can talk to us on excuse me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Tumblr, and then Tessa is also on Reddit. And you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. Until next time. Until next time, stay safe. Stay safe. Bye-bye.